Melanie, welcome back to the studio. Oh, thank you, Joshua. How are you? I'm good, babe. Is your name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for calling me babes. I'm trying to desensitize myself to that at the moment. Yes. I'm, I think I feel like I'm getting there, but it's always been a trigger for me to be called babe or babes. So we're not talking, obviously, about anything famous pig related here. No. We're actually talking about the fact that you. Since recording an episode with yeah. Bernadette Torresan, Torresan, yeah, you then actually got asked to MC that same event that we were talking about. Yeah, weird, hey. And I'm sure there are people in the audience thinking, "Oh, clearly that was sorted out beforehand," but it kind of <laughs> just happened organically. It was one of those things. So I, I really enjoyed talking to Bernie, and I, I think I just clicked with her community sort of thought process. And she got actually emotional about when she was talking about helping the models grow and everything. It was quite a lovely thing. But we were just bantering after and sort of taking the mickey out of my dress sense and everything. And then she just sort of turned around and went, you should MC this. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember going, well, me? Oh, don't, shouldn't you be doing it? Because... <laughs> On the outside, as someone who witnessed it all happen, well, because it all happened while everyone was still here in the studio, it was more on the outside. You looked more like me. Yeah. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> well, you've met me, obviously, and it wasn't like I wasn't pitching for that at all. No. I was absolutely just engrossed in what we were talking about and sitting here in my flanny. I think you commented on how my hair is potentially was the worst you'd seen it in a long time. So yeah. it's not like I was pitching for put me in no, to you, fashion. No, you were pitching for a remake of <laughs> some kind of Scarecrow-related TV exactly. show. Exactly. So it was almost this just amazing like middle finger at the world to be asked. But I also sort of I didn't believe it. No. And I remember when Bernie left just going to you, is she actually serious? About that, yeah, I thought you were messing me, messing with me, because I'm like, well, she asked you directly, one human being to another. But then, when there was a flurry of ten text messages over the next twenty four hours, <laughs> are you sure she's sure? W yeah. Was she really sure? Well, I <laughs> Did mean, she really mean that? <laughs> well, because it was just like you said, it was a left left field situation. Yeah. It wasn't a planned. She hadn't even joked about asking you. No. About, it, or anything related. There wasn't any preamble jokiness to lead wasn't. you into that. It just was just this quick, like, you're doing it. Yeah. And it wasn't actually, and I was freaking me out a little bit, the thought of whether it was real or not. And I was trying to mentally battle that it would be such a good thing for me to push myself out of my comfort zone, but also not wanting to, having just interviewed Bernie and knowing how important the whole thing was, not wanting to let that person down who has entrusted their baby with me, basically. <laughs> and then it wasn't until we um, caught up for coffee and I still wasn't committed in my head that this was a real thing. And then she goes, oh, let's go try dresses on. And I was <laughs> like, oh, and I think I've sent you the photo and someone else and they're just like, oh, you look real happy about this. And I was like, I just was sort of just deer in a headlight going, oh, fuck, like... <laughs> This is real. This is. I think I said to you, this is not a drill. This yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. There's a dress involved. <laughs> you wrote a, a message to me that was, 
I'm trying on dresses and I keep getting called babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Babes is... Is, is that, that just the, the language of the nomenclature of the environment that you're in or is that just Bernie, do you think? I think it's a bit of Bernie's group and Bernie, but I've always been so against being called babe and babes by women usually because I just find it patronising and also for the same reason with men because usually what they'll do is like, oh, don't be like that, babe. Right. And then or, oh, oh, babe, come over here, babe. And girls will go, <laughs> and I just go, oh, don't even. One, don't patronise me at football by trying to call me babe and get me to do something that I'm not going to do. Yeah. So I've I've had it a very aggressive tone put into my head and I realised I was kind of trying to come to terms with it that if it's said from the right place, it actually isn't necessarily meant like no, that and it's maybe just it's a term of endearment maybe it's an issue that i have to to get over but it's still like there was a lot of babes coming at me and <laughs> i was i felt like i was just everything was coming at me that week the last couple of weeks before this fashion show i had babes i had gorgeous i had dresses i had just it was way out of my comfort zone completely the whole the whole thing <laughs> um this is what's called a segue <laughs> Was there any coffees involved when you went for these coffees or were they always a way to push you into, <laughs> trick you into doing something else you were uncomfortable with? Well, was, coffee was dangled in front of me a lot. I think that that was the only thing that got me there initially. Because <laughs> I'll always go out for a coffee yeah. like, and I'd love it when people buy me coffees. Oh, I love it too. You can go <laughs> to supportpatricksideways.com and buy us coffees. There's the end of that segue. So getting back to the babes. Yeah, so the babes thing, um, it just seems to be real prominent. In fashion. <laughs> in fashion. <laughs> so, and I had this thing. It took a bit to reconcile what was going on. And once I was in it, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to just dive in and be part of the whole process and get as much out of it as I can. Because theoretically, I was only asked to MC, but I thought I will get much more out of this if I just be part of the whole process. So I helped sort of set up. I was there when the models did like their walkthrough on the Saturday and, you know, planning the seating and all that sort of stuff. And that evolution that Bernie talked about happened in front of me. It was really cool to see. And there was like these little, these little meek and mild girls that were sort of paired up with people that had done it before or, and boys. There was boys there as well. And they just were encouraged and grew over this this sort of practice time it was it blew a lot of misconceptions or preconceptions about the industry out of the water for me a few still lived up to their <laughs> their concept but much less so than what it seemed to be overall a fairly supportive environment which i wasn't expecting that, at all that's awesome and I think early in the last episode, I might have mentioned that I was going to share a story about how Bernie and I had met. Yes. And that actually didn't make the, the first cut. The yeah. first cut. Yeah. And we started having this conversation. And I don't think the request for the emceeing thing had happened, or no. you might have just not been in, because you might not have been on the same planet at that time. But. <laughs> 
we went back and we actually recorded a little yeah. bit of extra stuff. And if it wasn't evident enough to people the type of person that Bernadette is from yeah. that first interview, we actually kind of got this condensed super version. Of, yeah, it was like a superhero version of yeah. what was going on. So we're actually going to play that today. Yeah, we will play that. Yeah, which is cool. So I did want to share a little bit of feedback we've had since those most recent episodes. And just for people that once you listen to this little bit of audio with Bernie, we're then going to talk about a couple of things, I think, including... I want to talk about my evolution as well, because I became the sex, (laughs) just so you know. Yeah, right. Well, that's not on the board at all. (laughs) No, I didn't write that on the board because that's what happened. Over the course of becoming fashion, I went from Friday I'm doing this opening night, Saturday I'm just prepping and doing it, and like, I'm like, Sunday I'm going to become the sex. And I did that. <laughs> Jesus. Righto. So before we jump in with Bernie, I'm just going to share a couple of bits yep. of feedback. This is from Carl M on the buymeacoffee.com yep. page. Buymeacoffee.com slash Joshua assu- C. Liston. I'm assuming he didn't just write a message, he donated. He did. He donated, I think, 10 coffees. Whoa. So, and I that's have not three seen bucks. any of these coffees, Carl, by the way. I don't know where no, they go. <laughs> the Well, the new artwork that you bitched yeah. and moaned about mostly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the red check for this building. Yeah, yeah, fair so, enough. So this is from Carl M. Keep being amazing, Listo. That's what people call me. The only nickname I've ever had. Yeah. Right. I think you might have talked to Dan Caulfield recently about nicknames. We yeah. might get Dan in soon again. Yeah. You make my day when you drop a new episode. Mel, this is for you. Keep going. Your energy eclipses Listo. <laughs> Thank God for that. Two smiley emojis. <laughs> I like the um, – firstly, thank you for the feedback. I really like the um, – to be termed an energy eclipse. Yeah, that did light you up a bit, didn't it? Yep. I feel like it just – it puts a good bit of spark in me. And to be fair, those comments are nice, but it's not hard to energy eclipse you. <laughs> no, well, I don't exactly go for big energy, so. Well, you don't need to. No. You just sit there and – say your profound and smart things and I will try and make them inappropriate. (laughs) Which you do pretty well. You're pretty handy at that. So this one's from Rebecca Myers. Yeah. Loved your recent podcast with my bestie Bernadette Torresan. 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 She deserves to be showcased and you did just that, champions. And Rebecca bought us five coffees. So that's (gasps) just from the most recent few episodes. And yet it really helps to get this stuff and hopefully... It's nice to have a bit of feedback too. Yeah. And even if you want to just Skype review us. Yeah, if you want to give us five stars in Skype or your child's learning platform. I <laughs> feel like I need to throw context onto this if people didn't listen to that episode because when we were in COVID, we were recording a lot of interviews on Skype because of restrictions. And I remember you going to hang up on someone and it coming up as a Skype review <laughs> and me thinking <laughs> that you had to... And we actually, like, this is legit thought that you had to review the person that you were calling. And I was like, oh, you didn't give Chris Miller five stars. What's going on with that? I think I gave gave the call four stars. But all you could see from, because you were sitting back behind me in that old room, was Chris's face and then a star rating. And you thought I'd rated him as a person. So every time I sort of talk about ratings, that's where the throwback comes to is me just having no idea about technology at all and being offended by not rating our guests properly. So, yeah, rate us on Skype and write a few Essentially, review in there. Essentially, anywhere 
that you have the ability to give someone five stars or something. Yeah. Just put punching sideways in there. Just do it. Okay, this is a bit of a follow-up with Bernadette. And we also talk about how her and I met. Yeah. Which, even if you're not interested in either of us as humans, is actually a really weird and interesting story. It is a weird and interesting story. And I like that I'm not in it. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll be in the audio. You can't help yourself. Yeah, no, that's true. Right. We'll we'll chime in again (laughs) after this. So you were saying that you didn't get any grants. Like we were just talking just in the background about how there's just this wall where you're you're blocked because you don't go off with malicious intent. There's no agendas behind chatting to people and just getting your cause done. And when you started the magazine, you did it by yourself. Yes, 100%. So, yeah, there was no ill intention. I didn't try and outrun anyone or be better than anyone. It was all, you know, came from the heart. And a lot of people, I think, thought that I had being, you know, I had grants and yep. sponsorships from councils and governments, whatever have you. I had not a cent from anybody. Yeah. And I, so I did literally pound the street, you know, to get every paycheck that came through. So when you said earlier, risk, you were talking about true risk. Yes. Not just reputational risk, but financial risk and also the product. See, I look at it the other way and I think, what have you got to lose? If you've got nothing, that's just, right. I, I'm, to be honest, much more equipped to go with my back against the wall. My boss calls me the cockroach. Have <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that? In a good way. <laughs> that, you need to put that, put that on the board because we need to talk about that one. I now. love that. <laughs> it's just like you just skulk away and then when shit goes down, you're just there and you're alive and like nothing can kill you. Nothing can kill you. So I can see it's, it's almost like I know that – could have seemed very overwhelming, but to me, that's almost like if all these people are doubting you, then f them. Yeah, like, absolutely. I'm just going to get out there and make this happen. Hundred percent. That's the fire in your tummy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, when people tell you you can't do it, you just go, "Yeah, you watch me." Yes. You know, it's how, like, yeah. how gratifying was that oh. first edition? Then when you had it in your hand. Oh, you've got no idea. The, the, G, the high satin GSM paper, the nice pictures. It was yeah. flicking it like money at yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. Although dangerously because oh. of magazines. Yeah, that's it. And you know, that's why I thought I'm going to go all the way. Out. I'm going to yes. launch this bugger. We're going to have a you know world class launch at the time. It was over at what's now Public House, and Jodie looked after us. You know, she did a great job. But we rocked up in a limousine, and we were all dressed yes. up. You know, and I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I want to do this properly. Yeah. So um, yeah, we walked into Diamonds from Rhiannon. Rhiannon, you know, it was yeah. like, yes, this is because you know, <laughs> everyone's shining, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and it was very much that, you know, because I'm. You know, so like even a bit of background for me. Um, so I've got an Italian heritage. Yeah, and you know, my both my parents came from Italy. Mm-hmm. So women, uh, we're not we're not known to be very strong women. No, you know, usually we we cook, we clean, you have babies, and that's it. Yeah. So you know, you're contending with all of that type of um, mentality as well. Yeah. So that's one part of it. And then, you know, like I said, I had not a cent to my name. I'd come out of a really horrible uh, divorce. 
I had been bullied at work. Um, they weren't giving me the hours to be flexible yeah. for my son. So I ended up having to give that away. And that was like 10 years of my life where I thought I was valued and I discovered <sighs> that I wasn't. That sucks. So, you know, like you know, I was I was at a spot, guys, where I was like, oh, my God, you know, I have no, I have no value. Yeah. Not financially, not in my love life, not in my work. And there was one night where I was so sad and I just remember seeing my son and I just thought, I can't do this to you, buddy. Like, I just didn't want to be here anymore. And like, I'm a woman of faith and sort of just said, you know, mate, I can't do this. I'm checking out. And that night I had a really crazy dream. And anyway, a long story short, because that, that's another time like yeah, this. Okay. Yeah. That can go on the board. That's, an- that's another yeah. um, another interview, I think. But um, basically I got told that you're going to start using your heart and your God-given blessings yeah. to create something that's going to really move people. Yeah. And this is why it came not from money but from heart. And so what happened was when I started opening up those doorways, I just started, people were coming to me and it was kind of like I, I had no money to fund it, but it was just happening authentically anyway, yeah. like it was meant to be. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, pounded the streets and it was a lot of bloody hard work. I'm not saying that it all came easy and yeah. flowing yeah. spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it was hard work. But you're right, honey, my back was on the wall. I had nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, I had only had something to gain. Yeah. And if I didn't do anything, then I would have just been where I was. And that wasn't going to be an option because where I was, wasn't I wasn't going anywhere. Mm. And place that I could have gone, well, that wasn't you know, going to yeah. be a nice ending for anyone. Yeah. So that was my driving force. And then having, you know, a lot of people say you can't do it. You know, what are you doing? Like people aren't buying magazines anymore. That's a declining industry. You know, you're crazy. And maybe headstrong and maybe a bit silly. And I'm like, no, I've got a vision. I know what I want. I know what I'm passionate about. Yeah. My heart's in this, you know, and um, and then it just became what it was. But it, yeah, it most definitely came from a lot of hard work and a lot of faith. Like you've got to have faith in yourself too. Yeah. You know, if you see an end goal and it's in your mind's eye, then you work towards that. You can't um, let anyone destruct that vision because the minute you start to have this input of doubt and you allow people that, that input and inject self-doubt, then that starts to break your foundations. Yeah. So, you know, I'm... You know, my, my close family and friends know that I'm very protective of my brain and the people that I associate with. And, um, yeah, you know, don't let too much in, <laughs> mate. <laughs> well, no, it's true, though, because you, you're the sum of the people you surround yourself with. Mm. So if you're around a lot of people that are naysaying you and toxic towards you, then that is going to seep into your pores and you'll start to believe that. Like there's a reason why people like have childhood issues and everything like that that haven't been able to reconcile. And and if you can remove yourself from those toxic influences, which is hard. Yeah. Like that's hard to create change. It's overwhelming to create change. Often I think more so than just going with like a clean sort of slate with your back up against the wall when you're actually in something and you get to that point where you realise that if you don't make that change and do something different and cut some of that dead wood out of your life, then you will also become that dead wood. That's a very bad analogy, but it's true. It's true. true. 
it works on many levels, and one level that it works for me is just to describe how Bernadette and I met. Oh yes. And if neither, I want to know If this. we weren't both open to a strange coalescence, and we were too much in our own self doubt or anything at the time, yeah. we might not have realised what was going on in this very weird moment, special moment. Oh, I, I we're in a, know. Yeah, okay. we're in a. a that's just for lack of better language, special moment. <laughs> We're in a music store. I was already there, dressed yeah. like a complete bum. Yeah. Just trying to buy guitar picks from memory. Yeah. And then this flamboyant, beautiful person walks in and Steve's like, hey, wait a sec. He runs off. He's serving because <laughs> of all the COVID restrictions, everything yeah. they're talking. And then I think you were, I guess, maybe back against the wall was a bit dramatic to describe what you were saying at the time, Bernadette, but you're like, everything's gone to shit. <laughs> Everyone's telling me I'd be good on video, but I really feel like I want to do an effing podcast <laughs> and this is broadcast to the whole music store. And I, and I turn around. And I'm, Interesting. Really? For me, yes. it was pure, for me, it was purely just, oh, someone around here that seems to have a lot of personality wants to do a podcast and I'm not aware of who that person is because normally <laughs> being the podcast yeah. guy or one of them around here, yeah. I would know. Like, this is interesting. And then Steve, who owns the music store, just pointed at both of us and he's like, Wait a sec. This guy knows more about doing that than anyone in this town. Yes. You want to do one. Hey, how about an introduction? <laughs> Serendipitous. But Absolutely. I was literally 30 seconds off leaving. How's yeah, that? That's yeah. so and cool. It was so funny because on my perspective, I'm driving to a, an appointment and there's a car spot right in front of Steve's shop and I hadn't been there to see him for a while. Yeah. And I was in my mind, I'm like, I've got to do a podcast. Everyone's telling me I've got to do this video podcast. I've got to, I've got to get some you know, yeah, instruments okay. to do this. What yeah. do I do? Yeah. So who do I go and see? Steve, bang, there's his car spot. Straight in, running through the door as I always do. <laughs> hey, buddy. And it was really funny because I was like, hey, you know, so do you sell podcast gear? Can you tell me anything about it? Like I've got no idea, but everyone's telling me that I've got to do this because yeah. publishing's, you know, gone, Yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and exactly like Josh said, he's like, oh, hang on, well, this guy's been doing it for 10 years. And I looked over at Josh and he's like, oh, well, um, Bernadette, Josh, I'm like. Who, the poorly dressed bum in the corner? <laughs> and I just, you know, that was those moments that I was saying earlier about, you know, when things flow and yeah. you know that things are right because yeah. the person that you're meant to see is there presented in front of you. And, mm. and you're a great guy, you know, Josh, like you just, I really believe that when you operate from a high level, from a heart level. Yeah, that you're you just open up. You are you're open to opportunities. You yeah. see the people. You hear them. Yeah, yeah. And I think it can come down to just being like obviously there'd be certain groups of people that would be really protective of a creative space and see any additional person in that space maybe as as you said earlier competition. Whereas for me, it was really exciting to hear someone just using the word podcast, let alone wanting to do it. <laughs> like someone wants someone. Someone knows yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. I think from memory I even wanted to give you a hug, didn't I? I was like, yeah, we you're were, a little ripper. We were, there was a massive table in the way. I think, I think we might have shared some, some hand sanitizer. Squirrel In celebration. That's exactly right. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Because would this have happened if we weren't right here right now doing this thing in this room? Like, Obviously, it, pro- it may have happened anyway, but... It just no. kind of coalesced into this kind no. of another strange situation, just like how I met yeah. Bernadette herself. Yeah. It kind of, I don't know, it just seemed like it was, I don't really believe in fate, but it was almost fated that those yeah. few things kind of 
it was fate that we made happen, yeah. sort of, by yeah. just putting the situation into mm. place. It was, um, I mean, you thought I had doubt about the situation. I went home and sort of said to mum and dad, I was like, oh, I think I've just been asked to MC a fashion show, like a real one, not like the other stuff that I've done before. And dad was like, this funny look on, yeah, right. And mum goes, oh, that's interesting. And then anyway, I was saying about Bernie, I said, oh, I really liked her. Like she was good. And then when she left, I gave her a big hug and I'm not usually a huggy person. And then mum goes, what? She saw you like for real, like it wasn't on the phone. Like she <laughs> she met you for real, like as a real person, like in front of her, you were there like you are now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, mum, like this, in your flanny. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, in my flanny. This is exactly how she, I know, it was funny, right? But thanks for the vote of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she heavily questioned the whole scenario completely. As a follow-on from that, I didn't realise that any of that had happened. That ha- I found out about this later, but in my non-podcasty job, my day job, yeah. your parents came in to buy something off me. Yeah. I sent them in. Yeah. I said, go see Josh. And just as we were walking towards the area where these things were that they needed, she basically, she said once, and the first one caught me off guard, she's like, oh, how do you find Mel? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I know we, our energies, you know, complement each other. Yeah. She brings me up and maybe I bring her like you down a time. <laughs> like somewhere in the middle, yeah. it's good. And I said it's good for me to have someone that brings out a bit more energy out of me. Yeah. And I've got to be a bit more up around. Yeah. And your mum's looking at me like, really? <laughs> Interesting. And your, your dad just turned around and he was just scratching his head like, God, I don't want to be involved in this. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, well, that's over. And that was weird. And, I don't know whether she thought I was just going to, like, sell you out or something. Like, surely he must think she's annoying. (laughs) They have to make stuff together. Yeah, they all think I'm annoying because they see me constantly. Like I've said to you, it's not a drill. This is a real person. And it's like this all the time. And just as I thought, okay, that's over, I was talking to your dad for a little bit and they were about to leave. And your mum said this really ominous thing, have fun with Mel. (laughs) Like, I'm like, what have I got myself into here? Am I seeing a different side of Mel that no one else sees? Is she? Yeah, I think people, I'm going to bat for myself right now and say I don't think people always take the time to see the other layers to me. Yeah. And they, like, it's odd that my family don't, but to be honest, they do just get the Blair, like, Blair Mel all the time. Yeah. I think also she just, did she say, how do you tolerate? Because she went home and told me. Because you messaged me and said, hey, on the down low, oh, She may actually said have this. said, not what do you think of it? She might have said, how do you put up with her? Yeah, that sounds about right. That might have been the right. quote, actually. How, how do, do you, you put, put up, up with Mel? <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds like something that she says. Yeah, pretty... and it really put me on the spot because up until that point, we hadn't had and haven't had any issues of any kind <laughs> yeah. in our friendship and also the show making. And I was like, it just made me start feeling like something ominous was happening, like, ah, oh, the honeymoon's over here. She's about to turn into a, a tripper. Her family's given me an out. <laughs> no, no, I feel like, um, I don't know. I mean, they've had to put up with me longer than anyone else. Yeah. So my energy is pretty full on. 
Yeah. So if you're wanting to to rest or anything, I think my ex used to go to me. He goes, "Sleepy time, time to sleep." <laughs> I was like, "All right." So I had to rest. <laughs> I have to go. Okay, right. So I've learnt to quiet time. (laughs) My my brain does not once it's like in animation mode, it just keeps going like full pace, and I have to actively not communicate and just go into a quiet space and just pretty much go. You can't talk to me now because if you start talking to me, I'm just going to go wide awake and bang again. So it's something I've had to learn to manage, but. Yeah, mum. Well, I just want to apologise to your parents. Why? For not recognising their trauma (laughs) and not giving them maybe the ear that they needed at the time. Because maybe they were looking for a way to to vent. To vent. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, you've you've met dad without mum. Yes. And him and I have a very interesting relationship as well. He and I seen. I think that he and I energy wise are simpatico. Like I like his vibe. And, but he very also pulls me into line and doesn't yeah. – neither of them let me get ego at all. Yeah. It's just like uh, – Other than a couple of little kids that I know, he has got one of the most epic eye rolls that I've witnessed in person. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. And I've started – actually realise I've started doing something that he does when I'm really frustrated. Yeah. And I just – it's just a – it's literally just a – Drop the head and like your your head just snaps down and you're just like defeated. Yeah, and he, he does that. He does that, and I I've started doing it sometimes too, just as an energy release. And I'm like, oh, that's I've got that off dad somehow. One thing that makes me feel like I want to do that, and I probably need to study how your dad does it so I can do it properly. But when you told me that the wink was back, <sighs> for people that haven't heard the most recent Winking's episodes, Winking's back, baby. At some point, we talked about. Winking and how annoyed Mel was that people don't appreciate a wink anymore. Yeah. Like they ever did. <laughs> like it was a big thing and now it's not. It was big to me. Yeah. Apparently at the fashion show there was a wink. Well, here's what happened, right? So the evolution of Mel of being in like flanny and trackies pretty much all weekend up until two hours before I had to be in a dress was me just living my best life in my idiotic Panicking internally, <laughs> big time, but also just trying to just do all my other things. And I decided that it would be a nice thing. I actually personally decided that as the people were walking down the runway towards me, I'd give them a wink of encouragement, <laughs> just as a nice, nice thing. Right. I had been fist bumping everyone all day, which is apparently not a fashion thing. No. <laughs> But that I thought that was self-evident. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't a fashion thing. And another thing that I had started to do was, you know how I'm going fashion like that. Yeah. I'd started like pushing through the double doors and just going fashion like this. <laughs> Every time you enter a room. And there was a few, like there was one um, lovely guy, Jared in particular, who started to to sort of mimic the fashion. I feel like I impressed some bad habits onto people. But- I got thrown off guard because I was doing my winking and someone As came do. someone came down their runway towards me and winked first <laughs> and he made me feel very off guard. Right. So you experienced the way everyone else feels when you wink at them. Yep. And you felt off guard. I felt off guard, but 
It was also followed from a comment about me looking good in a dress, which from, made me feel very uncomfortable. From the same individual. From the same individual. Right. So he'd done like So the, we're talking about a winky wink. Yeah, he'd done the um, walk around, like the practice run before the actual show, and he's like, oh, you look good in that dress. And I went, oh. Didn't know how to respond because I'm not You didn't used do to... your dad's head thing. Though. No, I was just like in uncomfortable shock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uncomfortable double thumbs. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> ah. And um, and then when he winked coming down the, the runway at me, I just felt very violated. <laughs> and I didn't know how to respond to that. You know what's weird is that what I was trying to tell you last time <laughs> yeah. about how a wink makes people feel is yeah. exactly how you felt. No, because he had an intention, I feel, of a fortress so, of arrogance yeah. that came behind yeah. from that. So can I ask, did the wink have a full head, like the forward head tilt? It probably you was. You know how like it's a bit of extra force behind the wink when there's a head tilt involved? Yeah, and here's the funny thing, right? Because I I made it my mission to to message like a lot of the models after to say good job because I think it's important because it's a scary thing. Yeah. And he had the impression that I'm the only person like I only messaged him right because of that wink whereas I said <laughs> to him actually I nearly didn't message you because you made me feel uncomfortable with you, that. You said that or you Yeah, yeah. That. No, I said it. Like I guess once someone winks at you, they've opened themselves up to whatever you want to say back But he's on. like, oh, he, he was pretty much like, oh, that's why you messaged. And I was like, no, I've messaged everyone. <laughs> this is, this Sorry, I don't know this guy, but yeah. if that was why you messaged, you would have sent him a winky face. True. A winky face? No, but I've sent you a winky face. It's not like Yeah, no, a, but that's a, all you would have sent him. One emoji, yeah. a massive winky face. No, nah, nah. anyway, so I just turned in. And that is another thing that blew my preconceptions because a lot of these people that I interacted with, I judged them on their, like maybe their modelling persona or how they were standing back and just took them as very arrogant yeah. and one-dimensional and actually getting to know them, there's much more, like... I feel bad because I judge them in the same way that I would be judged for walking around in a flanny, but in the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. So I want to retract that. But yeah. winking's back because I asked a few girls after, I was like, did you see me winking at you? And they said it made their day. Right. It really was a nice form of encouragement at the end of the so, runway. My feeling about this is, and I'm not saying that didn't happen, that sounds like they appreciated those winks at yeah. the time. yeah. But I think in that hypercharged environment where there's every kind of chemical flowing around the body. I and think all I just those, had fake tan absorbed yeah, into my skin. Yeah, and all the fake tan, the yeah. fumes off the fake tan, yeah. et cetera. I think that any gesture of humanity, regardless whether it's appropriate or not, was probably seen as a source of comfort. Oh, well, yeah. But would you, I just like to think that my wink could be a source of comfort anyway. And I'll tell you something. <laughs> you can think what you like. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you something, Josh. Today when I was walking here, I you've even like thrown into shade my smiling. Well, don't stop smiling. Well, you threw it under the bus a little bit and I wasn't saying. <laughs> what, by saying you can't wink? No, you just You saying... said I can't smile with my eye, <laughs> so now I can't smile at all. It's all or nothing with me, you know what well. I'm like. Anyway, I came in and um, this guy looks at me today and he goes, you just look like you're 
given up on life or something holy like that. Holy Now, what did he say? He said, you're just over today. You've had a gutful. And I that actually made me smile. <laughs> what was the – how did this happen? Who, who's walking. gutful guy? You've just jumped into full gutful. Literally, I'm walking from my car to here to to do this. So and you didn't know that there's no interaction no. before he said you look like you've had a guffle. Yep. And because I wasn't doing my normal smiley. Are we talking thing. like he was being supportive, like you look like you've had a hard day, or you were stumbling around like you're drunk? No, like supportive. Wow. And nice, but also. So like, how did I ruin your? I don't get understand why I'm getting stopped, bust around here. I stopped smiling, and because. Yeah, last week's interaction with coming here and people were just snarling at me with smiling. <laughs> right. So let me get Last the, let week me... I was animated and smiling at everyone and they were snarling at me. You're like, well, that's a bit weird if you just smile randomly. Well, okay, you left out that you're winking as well. Well, yeah. But I, here's another thing that I would like to um, um, thank you for. Yep. Is I appreciate you body shaming me a couple uh, of months ago. <laughs> Wow. Because. This show has always just existed on pure, brutal honesty. Yeah. Now it's just a den of lies. No, no. So a couple months ago, we were talking about doing, like I was freaking out because I had some other stuff that needed to get filmed and we were going to be filming stuff, you and I, and we were looking at photos of when I was emceeing last and you said, oh, your arms used to look a lot more toned than what they do now. And that was it. That's all you said. Yeah. And I went off and was like, yeah, they were. I need to get back to the gym. Right. And thank God for that because I was dress ready. <laughs> so how does that equate to me body shaming you? Wasn't <laughs> I giving you a previous version of you a compliment? That doesn't mean I have any opinion of the current version. Well, it sort of does in girls' heads a little bit. Yeah, right. So. I feel like... I've stolen your it's smile. Like, and it's I'll like body saying, shame "Oh, you you looked great ten years ago." Like you can't. <laughs> Did I, that's funny. Did I ever tell you about the story? I was in my brother-in-law's. Oh, sorry, I was at my brother's house. Yeah. And his wife's very beautiful. Yeah. And there was a photo of her from she was in her twenties, I think, with their youngest daughter. Yeah. And she was holding the baby, and. The oldest daughter was there and I was talking to her and we we're looking at these photos. She said, Oh, there's me as a baby and there's mum. She looks really beautiful in that photo, etc. And my brother was he's always moving. Yeah. He never stops. Yeah. He's just always moving around. He walked past us in the corridor while we're having this conversation. He said, Yeah, she used to be pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> See? Like you go, Yeah, your arms used to and, look better than what yeah, I did a year ago. My sister in law heard it from the other end of the house. Used to be. <laughs> My, my niece is looking at him like, oh, you are in trouble. Exactly. You should have <laughs> learnt. You should have learnt from then. I know it wasn't deliberate. I don't think it's deliberate. Like, obviously, given your reaction, you weren't trying to body shame me. No. <laughs> but- I just like that whoever's listening to this now, <laughs> they hear that I body shame you, then I've got to defend myself. <laughs> no. No, because I'm thanking you for it. Yeah. Because it, it prepped me for fashion. I hadn't had Next it. Next time you thank me, could you not do this? I want to... Thank you for body shaming me. <laughs> well, you just – do you know what? I feel like a good friend is happy to to say something honest like that and I would rather you be honest than that thing where people blow smoke up each other's asses. Yep. And I'm going to – to be honest, I'm smart enough and intelligent enough 
that I could also look at that photo and go, yep, you used to go to the gym more, Mel. Yeah. So it's not like an untruth or anything like that. It's not saying that I look shit now, but it's also going, you worked harder back then, so you need to put, well, you didn't say this, but in my brain I'm like, you need to do work now. And I think one of the comments you even said to me after the show was you looked very fit. The most current show. Yeah, yeah like after the fashion show. Yeah. So, and someone else said, yep, your arms looked fit. So that's on you, Josh. <laughs> Just on you looking. And my actual hard work that went into it. <laughs> See, this is what, we'll finish up on this, I think. There was this, obviously you did actually look fit. There was no smoke and mirrors. You were just fit at this most recent fashion yeah. emceeing event. There was a video that you sent me from, I think you were talking about yourself before a date. And I don't know whether we've spoken about this before. I know we've talked about it recently. Maybe to someone. we should put it up. You should, and yeah. that'll help for people. Just go Will to. We put it on our page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll post this and no, I'll post them together basically. Yeah. So look at the Punching Sideways Facebook page, and it'll either be above or below this. Yeah. And you sent me this video, and I thought it was meant to be a funny story, and it was. It was funny. Yeah. But then I'm like, has she sent this to me because? She wants some validation that she looks really great in this video because you did. You looked very pretty. Oh. The, you looked great in this video. Your hair looked nice, everything, and you filmed it in this way that was very glamorous. You're talking about the date. I think it was a, what you're, you're about to go on a Tinder date. I'd just been on one. Oh, you just been on yeah, one. Yeah, I went through a habit of trying to record funny stories for content. And you move it around <laughs> to basically at the end of the video, right at the end, it's front on, and you zoom out. And you're still wearing a pair of <laughs> It looks like you're wearing trackies and a flatty. That's what I wear on dates. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know this but now. You, like, this is not a new this yeah. shouldn't be new information. But it, to at you. no point did it look like you were so underdressed. Because <laughs> you had it on just your face and your hair. Yep. See, I put in a lot of effort to make it look like I don't make an effort. <laughs> yeah, well I was tricked. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Um that was a funny I'm assuming that, I'm assuming since the date didn't happen again that the guy was also tricked. Well, no, he wasn't tri- – he wanted more – like if you watch this video, which we'll put up, he probably wanted more from the date than what he got. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one alone. I was a little bit like, oh. okay. So, yeah. I mean, those fl- that flanny, this blue flanny of mine, it seems to impress people. <laughs> it really does. It well, does. you got a gig out of it, so. Yeah, exactly. Righto, so can I tell you my water bottle story? Yeah, look. Just, just to finish up. I'm just going to throw context into this. I came in here one day and Josh was having a minor meltdown. Was was his packet of water leaking? And I said, oh, there might be water in one. Yeah. And probably didn't give him the energy towards it that I feel like he wanted. <laughs> Maybe. I wasn't asking a whole lot. Can you put your hand in there? See <laughs> yeah. if there's water in there. I was like, yep, there is. And then that was... That was the end. <laughs> that was the end of it. Thank you so much. It's okay. I'm just like water is not in my realm of worry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what happened? So, because I still don't know this story. Actually. It turns out that there was water in there. Yeah, I know. That. Like that day when I walked out, I took the bottle, but I'd accidentally picked up the bottle that was leaking. <laughs> I got into my car. Yeah. Put it in the console in the middle in one of the cup holders. Yeah. And then. Just basically drove home and then I went out again about two hours later. Yeah. So when I got back in the car, I went to reach for my power cable to listen to 
an audio book. Punching or, Sideways? No. Probably musical. Or no. could have been Punching Sideways. You should have been Punching Sideways yeah. when I went to, I went to plug, listen to I went us. To, I went to plug my phone in and my cable had been hanging in the bottom where that water bottle was. Uh-huh. It had There was an inch and a half of water <laughs> in my console. The end of the cable had sat in it. I plugged it into the phone. My phone then says to me, your phone is shutting down. There is an electrical <laughs> issue. There is water in the sensor because I put the, I jammed water into my phone. And then I couldn't get it to turn back on. Oh, no. And then I'm like, why is this happening? I put my hand in there, but I'd left a couple of receipts in there. So it wasn't just water. It was. I had sticky paper all over my frigging hand. So I probably should have exhibited more care. But my first reaction was, fucking Mel. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest. It wasn't your fault. It's just I had to blame someone. Hey, look, I mean, you know, you've obviously maybe getting more on board with my mum than you thought you were. Yeah, you were talking about being simpatico with someone, <laughs> me and your mum. Maybe I'm on your mum's team, not your dad's team. It's pretty much because I have this flippant disregard for my what I deem to be minor issues, yeah. like water, yeah. that is maybe important to you. Can we just describe at the time, though? When I asked that question, because I had a, bo- a another bottle in my hand and I thought it was a bit wet, <laughs> that the, all of the bottles were sitting about two inches away from a power plug. Yeah, but I was just like, yeah, water. Like, oh, okay, it, your, I, I your, eyeballed, much... your eyeballed a mostly closed object. Yeah, it's fine. I, well, I'll tell you why. Because it was a closed, um, it was like a 20-pack of water Yeah, and it was fully wrapped. You'd got one out. And in my brain, this is how I'm just going to reconcile with you, was the plastic around it is still contained. It's yeah. there. So I'm just like, meh, that's on my level of worry is zero. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so That's fantastic. Yeah, and then now in hindsight with hearing about your phone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just kept escalating. <laughs> then, But really me being bothered about the water on the floor wouldn't have solved that situation. Oh, uh, It would have. Yeah, okay. It would have have literally (laughs) solved the issue. Yep. Thanks so much. (laughs) I'm still angry, actually. I've actually got all the same emotions back now. Now But I've never seen that message on my phone. Now that you've bought it There is water in your power port. Maybe my blatant disregard to care about it. Can we clarify this? I never told you to stop smiling, and I never fat shamed you slash body shamed (laughs) I never said fat You actually didn't solve the issue, and I'm the one who has to get over that. You are a twisted individual, yep. Nate Smith. That's exactly right. And you can agree with you and my mum. I might start a counselling session for you both now. You can start a group chat on how how do you tolerate Mel when she doesn't do simple tasks that you ask her, well, yet she makes a lot of extra work there's out always of extra seemingly work. minor issues. There's always extra work. I'm still recovering from the artwork drama. <laughs> Yeah. Right, I guess. So we better we better call it, or otherwise we're actually going to end up offending each other. No. Thank you, thank you for listening. Thanks for the coffees. You can go to punchingsideways.com and click yeah. on a buy me a coffee link. Yeah. We spend it on all kinds of stuff, and potentially, if Mel has her way, my new phone in the next few months, because she'll find a way to break that. Oh, I, so you actually had to buy a new phone? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, was I thought say, I was going to have to. Far out, because I was going to say, oh, I'm way to make me feel a bit more guilty. <laughs> um. Yep, I appreciate the opportunities that you've put in. Here, I'm going to say something nice. Oh, wow. Thank you for Do you putting- have to preface it like that? Yeah. <laughs> have this. <laughs>
have this. I'm going to see your disregard for me and I'm going to give you a compliment. Right. <laughs> Which also involves me. <laughs> that seems to be how you operate. <laughs> um, thank you for giving me an opportunity to do this podcast and therefore network and meet new people. And it's actually, I know that you are heartened by that. And it also turned into the evolution of the sex. Last. <laughs> that part I'm not so heartened by. <laughs> but thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. And obviously, I'd love having you on here. So, Oh, thanks. Okay. See, we're friends again. We are. Yeah. <laughs> so since you've just given me a compliment, I think that's a good place to finish. It's the one and only time it's ever happened. So, And uh, it's really unfortunate because mostly I will give out compliments and go, I'll never repeat that again. But it's been recorded now. Yeah, you're a... Definitely a secret compliment. Don't ever tell anyone I was nice about this or this person. Or it's true, I do do that. Yeah, well, like yeah. let's never speak of this again. But such and such did this thing really well. Yeah, <clears throat> and we'll never speak of it again. Yeah, we'll never yeah. speak again. Well, no, we'll speak. Good. We'll never speak Got of it. this. In retrospect, I should have let my phone die, and then I wouldn't <laughs> have had to have spoken to you again. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I've got some other things that I will be talking about and readdressing in future episodes, just covering off topics that we've already hit. So keep listening. If you're curious about some of the other backstories that we've talked about, make sure your messages and remind us. That's my stomach winding us up. <laughs> your, your stomach sounds like someone knocking a wall down. <laughs> it's like, wind this up, Mel. You've had enough time on, on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so right thanks. On. Well, thank you. Buy us a coffee too, yeah, please. That would be we lovely. We do appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Laters.